because you're still a tall, strong motherfucker. Like, you just no. didn't roll out, you know. No, no, I didn't want it to continue. I fought as a graffiti writer, though, into my 20s. I was imagine. Like, why are you guys like that? It's a crazy, but you guys, like, you guys are, like, writers, man. Like I say, I've known some that have done hard drugs. I've known some that have, they're artists, but they're almost like, when you hear the stories of Pablo Picasso in some of his darkest times, the drinking, the womanizing, the, sure. the, the like, you guys are that on a thousand, it seems like, culturally sometimes. Oh, sure. No, man, that was a, there's a real dedication to what you're doing. Yeah. You're actually doing crime, felonies, over and over and over and over and over. You know what I mean? And uh, if somebody's fucking with you or fucking with your shit, yeah. fucking with your reputation, talking shit, take that shit really serious yeah. because, you know, the threat of going to jail is there constantly. You know, it's serious. And, uh, so that's why it matters. But I will say, I've always tried to go the hip hop route where I've battled. Gotcha. And I explained to you like the race thing. Yeah, tell battle. me what a race. Well, you know, basically a battle is just you, you, usually you would paint right next to each other. Gotcha. And just whoever did the best piece wins. Gotcha. You know what I mean? In a race, you know, basically what we did was it had to be done at night illegally in a, in a good spot. And, you know, ours was uh, three weeks in the one that I did with uh, this guy that wrote Capped. And, and it was just because he was, I think, bipolar and just talked a lot of shit to me yeah. and got me riled up. And my friends were like, fuck it, fucking race him, show him. And I was like, all right, you're right. Why not? I'm down, you know. So, Where were yeah, you it, that was in San Francisco. Okay. Probably 94. Gotcha. Yeah. So, you know, I went out for three weeks. I got 20 nice full-color pieces done in that time. There was one night that I, I got, kept getting chased and I couldn't get one done. Um, but I did a lot of street bombing as well during that, all that, you know, walking to and from the spots, you know, and I was with uh, Soap and Felon, and they had a lot of great spots for me and were really good lookouts. They ended up getting arrested while they were kind of looking out for me. <laughs> I had to bail. It sucked. I bailed them out. But, uh, yeah, that, that shit definitely happened. So, I mean, you, you, you know, but, but I'm, oh, oh yeah, to, to finish that off. Gotcha. Um, at the end of the race, uh, my opponent basically kind of played it off. He had gotten arrested, like, the first week and was just like, I'm not going to go back out again. Like, fuck this. You're like, you're a fucking turd. You're not even worth racing. You know, whatever. So eventually, yeah, he came to a party that I was at, and my partners were upstairs, and I was downstairs, kind of spitting game with this girl, drinking forties. And they came down like, "Yo, he's here! He's here, bro! You gonna fuck him up?" And I was like, "Damn, yeah, yeah. Can you get him out in the backyard?" You know? And they're like, "Yeah, yeah." And I was like, "I think the girl's name was Sarah." I was like, "Sarah, I gotta go deal with some, you know." And I was super drunk. And we got into fisticuffs off crazy. And uh, that's fucking the most artistically dope shit. You know, and all the graffiti dudes were like keep it, trying to keep it cool, you know? I mean, we were kind of under a staircase, so I remember slapping his head into like the staircase thing and getting him under the classic under the arm, just smashing him in the face, like over and over and over. And then finally it was like, I was like, you know, are you done? The classic, like, are you done? Are you done? And he was like, yeah, but I had my glasses off and I guess he grabbed some bottles and that's when my friends like grabbed him and were like, oh no, oh so no. So essentially y'all ran a fade. You know. Like how the homies in the gang say, y'all ran a fade. 
Well, no, it was just they didn't really fuck with him any more than I did. No, no, phase when you was like, if we have a disagreement, we, oh, right. we yeah, close the door, we go into it behind close, we bowl, and then it's done. Well, so. that's how it should have ended, right? But, but then he went out and he destroyed all the graffiti that I had done during the race. Oh, he was just a pussy. So then I went out and I smashed all of his shit. I did like. I did this classic one. He had done a character, like this little guy running next yeah. to his piece, and I parked one of my characters right in front of him like this with this big dick right in his, his <laughs> mouth. He's like running into my dick. This guy's like, oh! And I wrote all this fucked up shit on his piece. Ah, oh, that one was classic. Man, but, but, but that's part of the the competition of it. You know yeah. what I mean? And I didn't think it was going to lead to a fight. Yeah. But it did, and... Whatever, it didn't happen often. That's the dope shit about hip hop though, like that you do get that into it. Like rappers do it fucking weekly. World stars made billions for it from it, but it's good to know that that like because culturally it once was rapping, writers, it was DJs, Mm -hmm. of course it was b-boys. So it's good to see, you know, I think that that makes it better. Glad you guys didn't fucking kill each other. Well, there was that era of tag banging. And what's tag banging? That's when graffiti writers started shooting each other. And that was kind of an LA thing. Right around 92, uh, 3, and 4, I'd say it was kind of the height of the tag banging era. And that, that infected Albuquerque. I remember getting held up at gunpoint by those kids. And I'd just be like, what the fuck? Like, I'm a hip hopper, dude. Like, if you got beef with me over graffiti, like, don't pull a gun on me. Like, let's go battle. I'll battle any of you little 13 year old peckerheads, you know? Like, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> you know? I'd always pull the old man card when they'd get uh, held up. Real shit. One time I got held up in the middle of the night in San Francisco. I didn't fuck around at all. There was like six dudes and they had guns and I was just like, I even helped them. I had like a chain wall and I was like, dude, you gotta yank that wall to take it. You know, because I was—I had nothing in it. I was just like, you know, you just, just get this over with. Like, I don't get fucked about the wallet. I work for Tribal Gear, bro. Like, I'll get another one next week. It's all good. <laughs> you know, but at the same time, I had a gun in the back of my head for sure. What are you just robbing like, the artist for? Them? No, I was just, uh, I was walking past some projects, bro. Gotcha, in, gotcha. In Lower Hate, back in the day. I had left a girl's house. I had just shaved my head that night. I looked like a skinhead. I had these big-ass headphones on, listening to rave music. You actually I was high all by myself, you know? And, yeah, these kids just ran up on me. I didn't even hear them come up because I had my headphones on. I had the gun in the back of my head, like, and I, and they, and I heard them screaming at me, get on the ground, get on the ground, get on your stomach. And I was like, cool, cool, no problem. You talked them through it. Yeah, and he was like, you know, what do you got, what do you got? And I was like, I can, you can take my wallet, dude. I have no cash on me. I swear to God, you know, just take it. And I was like, you got to yank that shit, bro. It's on a chain. And he was like, all right, he fucking took it. And then I was, you know, face down, and it was on like a hill, San Francisco. And I could look up the hill, and there was five of them. And one ran to the corner, looked both ways, ran across the street to the projects. And then each one did that. And then finally the guy with the gun to my head, he did that too and bounced. And about three blocks later, walking home, I saw a cop. And I pulled him over. And I was like, hey, man, I just got robbed at gunpoint, like, right up the street. And he was like, can you identify them? And I was like, no. And he's like, where was it? You know, and I was like, right there. And he was like, by the projects. Do they run into the projects? And I was like, yeah. He's like, kid, I ain't running into the fucking projects to find a fucking wallet. Was there anything in it? And I was like, no, it's definitely not worth going after. And he was like, well, 
welcome to San Francisco, son. I don't know what to tell you. Like, you know, it was no big deal. Yeah. I got a new ID. I had a paycheck from my skateboard job, and they just wrote me a new one. Thought it was funny. Thought it was like, damn, check you out. You got around a gunboy bull. <laughs> you know, but that should happen all the time then. It happened on the bus all the time. Yeah, I tell people all the time to talk about guns and violence and shit. It was a much more violent time 20, 25 years ago. Like, you couldn't wear Jordans if you couldn't defend it. You know what I mean? You couldn't. There was there were just times in the 90s where it was just like every day you felt like it might go down. And that's yeah. not the environment today. Still, crazy shit happens. But, I feel like I always grew up around that, but I remember when the guns came in. Did you ever read that book called Monster? Yes, of course. Of course. Right? Yes, and he kind of really goes into detail about that generation whenever all the prisoners were yoked up and everybody would knuckle up, you know, and they might have shanks or something, but nobody had guns, you know, and there was that one thing where he was leaving, like, the, the jail downtown and he was just going to walk to his hood going through multiple enemies' hoods and he was telling his homie, well, fuck, if we have problems, we'll just fucking knock them out. We'll just knock our way all the way home. And, he, and his buddy was like, no, dude, it's different now. Just like in that amount of time, it was just like, no, everybody's got guns now. We'll get killed. And he was just like, shit, like, what the fuck? It's really that different? And then, uh, drug, drug war. I remember when the guns just became like, when I started, because you see revolvers and you see like sawed off shotguns. But I can remember like first time I started seeing like Uzis and AKs just like, whoa. Like, this shit is real. I never saw stuff like that on the street, but my friends had that shit at their homes. That, I mean, shit, you know, that is, that in is. In Albuquerque, they were always shooting with firearms, from yeah. what I remember. I don't remember anybody. I can remember some sawed-off shotguns and stuff, but yeah. not I, like, you know, yeah. nothing crazy. I, I saw guns that, that were pre-86, mm. like in the early 90s. Pre-86, because 86 was the fully auto band. There were still some of those AKs around on the streets because the Miami guys were the guys that were coming up through Atlanta. There was this big, oh, right. okay. there was, yeah, there was like a, almost because they had cheaper drugs. At one point, it was like an occupation, and then there was, there was a gang in Atlanta called I Refuse, and there was a real I pushback. Yeah, I Refuse. And, it, and that, more than just like a gang, it's a mentality. Mm. You know, it's like, it, it, was, it got really violent really quick. Like, yeah. It was like that scene in The Goodfellas where, um, Jimmy told everybody, oh, don't go buy new shit. Everybody goes and buys new shit. Everybody just ends up dead over the course of three months. We start being like that, like motherfuckers left in the car dead. And, and that's when I was like, Atlanta's probably never going to be the same. Because these guns ain't never going nowhere. But it seems that as the drug war dissipated, as the addiction and crack dissipated, violence has really yeah. gone down. Yeah. Are you, are you of the uh, opinion that uh, crack was something that was placed? in the communities, or do you think somebody just kind of magically was like, oh, well, no, I know how to make crack. No, the question, the question is answered in a Iran Contra. Cocaine was flooded into this country. That's, that's, you see, you can't, we can't talk about crack like it's a separate thing. No, that, that's why happened. I bring it up. Yeah, I, coke, I, I feel coke like, happened. Cocaine yeah. is loved in America like white Jesus. And at a certain point, a good yeah, absolutely. <laughs> at a certain point, anything in America that rich people have, poor people want. And yeah. Yeah. we are great at finding ways to make less potent or cheaper versions of that. Oh, right? Sure. So you can't have a family, but you can buy a Chrysler 300. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Which no, I, I totally understand. So at some point, capitalism is going to demand somebody invent a cheaper delivery method of cocaine where 
you can use. So of course, the, was was crack planted in the community? You fucking right, because the government needed to make money for an illegal war. So um, yeah. an, an arm of the government allowed this shit to be flooded with cocaine. And based on that, somebody was just intuitive or inventive enough to say, "Yo, we need to make this a cheaper version because poor people like this too. We need to make the five dollars and the ninety nine cent stores not going out of business." Yeah, no. Um, no. And that, so yeah, of course it was. Yeah. And it's evil, and the government had a large part to do with it. But what I worry about more now is that the people who called for fucked up laws from my community, they got a lot of people from my community and poor people from your community, like, mm -hmm. they don't have a good sense to retroactively dissipate some of that shit. Like, mm -hmm. the guys who got called over the last 30, 40 years dealing in cocaine because it because of to me this how we got in this they shouldn't be serving the rest of their life in jail. Like you're not the same as a fifty year old man. No, you I agree. Fucking that all that all seems like a systematic slavery to be honest. Yeah, I've seen plenty of documentaries where they the, they posit that theorem pretty clearly yeah. in the steps and yeah. But we won't do shit about it. That's the only thing. Like and when I say we just like General public of all the shit that we concern, I like. You can't really give a damn about Russia after you saw Reagan fucking break Gorbachev down. Like after you see Rocky Four, you can't make me that afraid of Russia. Like, but what yeah. you can, but you can say like, yo, there's something I can do about like my local school. There's something I can fix about local yeah. drug policy. Like we, yeah. we we are in this fantasy world again. All this big shit you don't have, you don't have any control over national responsibility. But what you say? So why are you arguing with your coworker though that versus saying let's let our fucking cousins come home who we know don't need to be serving twenty year sentences because he was fucking yeah. broke in rural Michigan and tried to sell some pills, you know what I mean? Like I just I don't no. think No, I think it that's the that's the funny thing about dealing drugs, man. It's like if you get wrapped up, dude, that shit sucks. And yeah. that's the risk I done I mean <laughs> Guess I shouldn't talk. I I dealt a fucking acid. Good old Raver White Boy. My, my fucking, you know, my friends wanted good acid and I was in San Francisco and I was able to get really good shit for cheap. I was buying ten packs of sheets, you know? And uh I turned that shit over, I'd send it all over the damn place, you know? But it was more just kind of like a on some raver compassion shit, like my friends were getting bad shit. Oh, like, you should get these that I can get, bro. Like, I'll get you a whole bunch. Like, you sell them, you just send me some money later on. We're, we're doing money orders and stuff. Yeah, I do money orders. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, I never, I don't know. I and I could have, I could have done federal time. I had a, a really good friend that ended up doing seven years and then ten years for uh, interstate drug trafficking, and uh, it just seems like. Fuck, that just seems like such a long time to just be living that lifestyle, and then you'd only be out for a little while and be back in. You know, and it's just like, damn, that's so great. Cool. Some of the weird best, life to me. Some of the best minds from my community, though, have been robbed. Because what you did was take a person who's truly enterprising that didn't have you know, the front end advantages of You know, like when you start to say, like you say shit like, well, slavery is 100 years old, it doesn't matter. Well, real freedom's only been here 54 years. You can only really acquire wealth with land in this country. So you've only been able to really retain land maybe just under 100 years. So by the time you land in 1980, in places like Detroit, Atlanta, <laughs> fucking yeah. New York, San Francisco, LA, nobody mama owned this shit, you know what I'm saying? You, you no. just went through the worst oil crisis ever in the 70s. 
you're losing fucking steel in every other job you can from 80 to 88 on Reagan's president. Everything is fucked up and we act like it wasn't. So now we're mad at a group of young men <laughs> who are all of a sudden given an opportunity to have cheap cocaine, which this country loves. Yeah. They have an opportunity to build an industry around this. Yeah. You, now you're saying, well, I got a country for this. Where every step of the way until you got to them, people profited and didn't have you know, any it's yep. only until it becomes a, a problem to the... I mean, I feel like that's been the, the thing keeping marijuana legalization from being held back is just all the government intervention and corporate stuff, you know. Um, I wanted to change gears a little bit. Oh, really? We had a good uh, chuckle when I told you that I'm famous for 69 on the first day. Yes. <laughs> oh, man, say this is what I have to this. Oh, yeah, I was just uh, wondering if we could just talk about sex a little bit. I mean, you know, like, mom you know just like, that's the thing. Like, I don't think sexuality is talked about at all. You know what I mean? And I think that, I don't know, I think it's a good thing. It's like free. Yeah. It's healthy. Yeah. It brings people together. It should. Literally and figuratively. Yeah. Right? It makes more human beings, you know? And I think that part of the reason that violence is played up in our culture and sexuality is played down is because violence divides. And this, it's like the power structure. It's like, why does a, a, a movie that's got a little bit of sex in it, you know, like some titties or some dick, get an X rating, right? But you could have like a thousand bloody murders in two hours on screen and it gets an R. Like, what's that say about our society? You know, that, that's all. And I just, uh, I, yeah, I just wish people could have like healthy discourse. I think we were joking that like, we're the ones who are like sitting around at a table and we'll just bust some shit out like that, you know, <laughs> just get a discussion going. But I think that, I think it's something too that dudes don't really do, is just talk about shit. Yeah. Well, boys are never even taught about their bodies. Like, girls are taught about their bodies from their very young yeah. and taught ways that your body's going to behave, how to take something. They're taught that their bodies hold some value. Now, whether it's high value, as in recognized by human, humanity, or, or yeah. what some would consider yeah, right. low value in saying yeah, right. you sold yourself. You know what I mean? Which I don't I even have any judgments about. They're taught, boys are just like, one day you're going to get to put it in, it's going to feel good. You know, yeah. we aren't taught that our shit's valuable. We aren't taught that. That's why I kind of. I used, I used to hear Dick Gregory kind of got go in on just making kids without having planned them. Mm-hmm. But then as a parent, you sit down some days like, man, like, I'm really having to work while my kid is going, and I felt like But sex is, sex is a unifier. I think that, that sex in this society, it's weird to me that we are so violent, but yet pornography-minded, that we don't just acknowledge sex is something that that's helpful. You know, I found mm-hmm. that, like somebody, somebody put up internet me, you know, about just saying, you know, it was kind of crass. It was like, you want to stop high school shooters? Like, um, somebody give you guys pussy, you know what I'm saying? Like, who will stop shooting some shit, right? And you chuckle a little bit, but on another level, like, you got to that's like, when you're that young, man, you, you fucking, you got a little girlfriend, and you, know, you guys are sneaking off, creeping off, doing shit. Like, you are, a, a lot of the aggression that you're having, like, you're not even stepping on that because, you're already a little curious. You don't want to disappoint her. You, it's wild how that works. Versus, versus if you could address it earlier though, before it gets to the that's the, the kind of why I bring it up. Yeah, and you could like as a it's, kid it's, you know, just be taught about 
hey man, it's a natural thing. Hey man, you're gonna like girls. Hey man, you don't necessarily have to hop on when you're 15, but hey, girls are gonna like you back one day. You don't have to carry around anger and frustration. You don't have to start to see them as bad and evil and like you gotta trick them out of stuff. You don't have to, you know, just talk down in front of the homies. It's not wrong to like or love, you know what I mean? Yeah. If we could get to that, maybe we get to a better place. We're getting comfortable in our bodies, but man, we're still walking around kind of like a shining like Rick Ross is my hero. Fuck, mm. take it off, show it. You know, what I mean? you gotta love even that. But I think that every generation gets a little less. I remember I didn't do it sixty nine men. I just mm. said a two live proof song in front of my grandma and she started sure. hitting me. Two live proof. I think was fundamental in a lot of people's sexuality and under, and just being like, okay, what is he talking about? Luke Skywalker, you know, Luke Luther Campbell and Larry right. Flint deserve yeah. to be. No, absolutely. I did some work for uh, Hustler Magazine, and my mom wanted to see the check to see Larry's signature because she's like a, That's, you know, she's yeah. she's uh, down for what Larry has done for freedom of uh, media and whatnot. You know, she doesn't like what he does. You know, he's a fucking creepy weird dude. <laughs> but you know, he he did he's done what he's done, and he's fought the system. Yeah, I tried to damn money, and you know, and that was a good gig for me as an artist. Like they they were the. One of the few back in the day before the sending files, I'd send them original drawings, and they would oh. send them back to me. Like most people just kept that shit. I would <laughs> send you a check. Yeah, I probably. They sent the check and the original back. I was like, oh, these guys are pros. I try to love my wife like you love his wife. Um, Mr. Cartoon did a regular, uh, like a double page illustration in Hustler back in the I day. Didn't know. Yeah, yeah, because I asked him about it and he was like, hell yeah, that was a good gig. That's tough. Yeah, he got to kind of do what he And Hustler's to do. known for, for pushing the line on all that. Oh, that's that was, I think, the whole point. I so, always thought it was like vulgar and kind of, you know, it, it turned me off in some ways. Yeah, when he got taste of his like playboy. Yeah, it wasn't. I, I tell people, you know, I, it got weird. Is yeah. it still like that? I don't. I I'm, no not a, I'm not a regular hustler guy. Playboy, I read faithfully. Yeah, yeah. But you I, still they got do. Hard, but I yeah, I still What's read. going on with Playboy? I mean, if they changed ownership and stuff. Yeah, they. they got, I mean, when he died, as, uh, they did some interesting things. They own. Yeah. But we, I don't know. We're still behind it. Yeah, I still. Well, I still like the article. Yeah, you still think it's in the spirit of yeah, yeah, I still what think you have yeah, in yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's still, it's still. Yeah. I feel like we talked about this too. I think at some point, maybe when we're older, I think you and I could do that really well. Maybe I as did. editors I or something like. A, I definitely curate a joint one. Some shit like that. Yeah. But again, like, I think the part that it is underrated about Playboy was the articles. I mean, that's why yeah. my mother always read it because it always had great articles and that's how I learned about sexuality and politics and how that works with the economy and why is this okay here and not okay here and, Absolutely. you know. It doesn't give us credit. We, 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 we always sanitize a little. Have you um, traveled much and seen how different cultures approach sexuality? You know, has it given well, you some... Yeah, like but what American sexuality is about, you, you, you know? Well, most places religion is dominant, sexuality is suppressed. That's what I really mind. You know, most of it, if it's a very religious place, look at sexuality to be, for whatever weird reason, religion does that, you know what I mean? But I've been in some places that are more forward-thinking and progressive to the extreme of Amsterdam, some places that are far more conservative. But what I really love about sexuality is being around poor people. Because of dancing, mm. like the first expression of sexuality, I see kind of in cultures of regular everyday people is dancing. Like 
no. I know that as a raver. Yeah. Because we would watch girls, we would see girls like at the at the, the energy drink station yeah. or some shit. And be like, damn, that girl's hot, dude. And you'd follow her and she'd start dancing and you're just like, no. It's <laughs> I can't can you imagine fucking her, dude? Like look at her rhythm is way off. Like <laughs> you know But then you might see this other girl that's maybe not so hot, but is dancing so good and is jiggling and shit, and you're just like, oh I want some of that. Man. <laughs> oh, man. So being on like four ecstasies and some mescaline and just like, whoa, oh, wow, man. I'm in heaven right now. I'm Oakland. <laughs> the Oakland party was sick, dude. Oh, man. Uh, right? I, I literally <laughs> remember standing in a rave with Drake 3000. It's like, what the fuck <laughs> are all these white people doing? And yeah. The crazy part of a race. Trying to tap into tribalism, dude. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm seeing totally. it. I, I, I totally get it. But I'm just like, now I get it. Then I was just like, this music is really fast. Yeah. They're humping really oh, uh, hard. Yeah. I wonder what kind Not of music they were playing at the one you oh, went to. Because there's a wide variety in what, you know, like San Francisco is more about like funky and breaks, and sometimes okay. they play acapellas from raps over the top. Okay. So it was like. Uh, no, this was not that. No, that's the this thing. Was... And then there's other stuff that's like. Exactly. This was that. You know, like Cavern is like yeah, that. You know, and the Europeans love that. It's just like. Exactly. It's real simple. But pounding like a headache, like a it's hammer. You're getting punched. And it's usually guys that punch that like go yeah, to the soccer games and stuff and wild out. Like they're at the club, like boom, 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 like copper red bulls. Just going, man, messed out of their minds. But that's the thing, there's variety in that. I feel like even hip hop has uh, it some, does, you know, it variety does. like that. Yeah. Like this uh, like rock music was very yeah. aggressive. And then when you get to Chicago's, you know, what was it yeah. called? Snipe? The stuff in Chicago, it was just like, ooh, man, these little dudes gonna knock off somebody that just leave it away. So I, yeah. different energies for different things. But I just, I think sexuality through music is another reason why. Like, no, I music. think that's a great avenue, too, to kind of speak the truth. And, it, and it's often the place where it's uh, really misguided yeah. as far as what... It's like even pornography now, any young person that just pops on the internet. I mean, I feel like it's so much like choking and slapping. Yeah, and it's like getting, it's getting, gagging yeah, it's and uh, restraint. And yeah. I just am like, and that's so not sexy. Yeah, like, I don't know who, I, I don't know. I mean, I know there's people that really find that sexy for sure. But I, I just think that's a weird thing to be pushing on the masses. Kind of, you know, I wish there was something that was... Uh, I don't know. I'm just going to show something a little different. But I get that that's a business where it's just about making the next thing. Because it's going to be strong. Like, like simpli- there's something, there's a value in simplicity sometimes. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree. That, that's, I looked at the latest play with the center pose. Um, 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 she's a black woman and has some curly hair. But it was that I looked at if the photos were beautiful just because they were. Simple. It was just her and a coconut in the tree. It was her laying on the beach. It was very like, it was very like seventies. Well, no, no, no. Again, yeah, was, in the spirit, say of yeah, Playboy. Exactly. Like yeah, just, I have a lot of Playboys from the seventies and eighties. Yeah. Not yeah. so much after that, but that era. Yeah, I didn't like the eighties when it got to like like the too fuzzy with the the laser. Got weird. Yeah. And then the uh, implants. I wasn't as into as someone who grew up before that era. There was something. Um, yeah, I don't know. And that's another thing I think that's really kind of awkward, the too. It's like, 
real my, people, it's almost yeah. like that's strange to see. You know, the butt implant is a new breast implant. See, that shit's crazy. I know. When I lived in weird. LA a few years ago. I remember after about a month, I was out to dinner with a friend, and I was like, dude. I gotta say, man, I cannot believe the fucking butts in this town. It's just like they're perfect, dude. And they're in yoga pants and they're everywhere. And he was like, well, yo, those are custom built just like their titties. And I was like, oh, shit, I didn't even consider that. Yeah, bro, that's thing. That's what's going on, huh? They do that too. And it's like, fuck yeah, they do, bro. And it just, it, it just, it kind of ruined it. Shake for me. Because then I'd see a girl with a really nice bulbous butt and I'd just be like, Shay called me dumb for not knowing it. I, cause I, I was like, yo, whoa, yeah. yo, I'm in butt. And she's just like, yeah, no, that's, that's, yeah, that's a trippy thing. But I ain't mad though. It's still nice to look at, you know, hey, there it is. And frankly, I don't want her money to waste. I'm not going to hate on Bro. somebody for uh, wanting to alter their body to suit their, I mean, I'm fucking covered in tattoos. Yeah. What the fuck am I going to say? You know? And, uh, yeah, I've had plenty of friends and family get uh, implants and different surgeries done, you know, just to kind of get rid of shit that you're just kind of embarrassed of. So just like, fuck it, just get rid of it. I always you thought know? I had a scar removed on my nose. A scar on your face? From chicken pox. And chicken pox? Yeah, you when did you have that? Third grade. So that's from third grade. And you go to the doctor, and the doctor put makeup on it or... Um, I have... No, you took my told mom to take me to the makeup counter and put makeup on it to see if I like myself. I looked at it like, no, I don't look like me anymore. So some scars, you just, yeah. they belong on you. No, I get you. I got plenty of scars. Yeah. <laughs> I like looking at the African tribes. Uh, oh, the, the, like the scarification like as, yeah, a, yeah, as, yeah, as a... Yeah, it's very beautiful. Very oh, beautiful. I agree. And the, yeah. the, uh, the, it must be sensual the, because yeah. it's, uh, it's it becomes dimensional. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like absolutely. welted. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, no. The, the, the black fraternities do brands, too. They do that. Like, oh. they do as a... Like the Q's and Kappa's and Alpha Delta, you'll see on their arms sometimes a brand. Yeah. You kind of everyone has a thing that attaches them. I think to some kind of tribalism or some type of primalism, like right? yeah. You know, like um, you with the tats. Uh, well, yeah. No, I feel like I tap into that as a tattooer. Yeah. The, those basic things. I feel like they just found another mummy that's like five. Yeah, they did. I saw it. thousand years old. That's yeah. got like. Tattoos look like I Ching kind of thing. So Arden, Arden's been here possibly longer than actual government. Well, Maybe that's the government's problem with the art. I guess it would depend on how you define government. Well, a, well, a tribe it is not really government as much as cooperation. Really interesting thing talking about sexuality and tribes. You know, it's just in the since the, like the Victorian era. And even maybe more recently, that we as a species have figured out that it takes one sperm to get to the egg to make a baby. Yeah. And for even a lot of uh, ancient cultures now, they think babies are made of semen. So as soon as a girl shows a, a baby bump, she's encouraged to have sex with whoever she wants to in the village to make this super baby made of the best of the, the village. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? For a long time, we existed that way. You know? I just and so it just that sets up a whole different dynamic in the tribe. I just read about Who's a dead? tribe that well, all these guys are mine. There's a tribe that's doing dead. that now. I just saw it. That's the thing. Yeah, there's the, the woman yeah. has multiple husbands, all yes. are invested in the child. Yes. The whole community essentially becomes like a father like right. that's that's and why. even traditions where the uh, like I have a younger sister 
If she had a child, I would take care of her child. Crazy, right? Yeah. Think about how that would work in the family well, dynamic. Well, it does work in the black family like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, though? No, I'm just thinking like about in ancient about, times. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, that's that's a, a yeah. I'm just thinking a, about really having in my home was raising their siblings. Sure, you, yeah, like, sure, but yeah. your fucking family. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I think that's. I mean, cool. yeah. I was raised by my grandparents. My grandparents were essentially one of those. Two. My parents. Yeah. yeah. I had a lot of friends whose uh, grandparents raised them. Yeah. Totally. That's cool. We were talking about two getting whooped. You used to get whooped by your, your grandmother. My grandmother. grandmother. My, grand, my grandfather, grandfather man, he, he, he just, he did not like putting pads on children. He, he yeah. spanked me in the sixth grade, I think. I think I got swarmed with him after my fifth or sixth. He yeah. cried and I cried. He, um, but, you know, if anybody, yeah, but with that said, he, he could be, you know, he, you know, he didn't take no no. shit outside the house. He didn't like whooping my grandmother. Right. Shana asked him, what was Mike like as a child? She said he was bad as hell. It was, I'm sorry. She said, I can't say that. She said, she said, I'm sorry I had to beat him so much. I just oh. didn't know any better. And he was so oh, sure. managed. Sure. So, so no, I, that's got to be frustrating I when you just don't. I know that's when violence happens is when you're just frustrated but she and like, cornered. And yeah. just like, you're not fucking getting it. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? She told me not to break a glass that she had been cleaning. And uh -huh. right when she walked out the room, I just looked at the glass like, boom. Yeah. No. Fire. Yeah, I was foul like that as a kid too. Yeah. Yeah. My poor mom went through it. Yeah, I loved it though. And I guess it was the I guess it was the reverse for me. Dad was she was like, Well, we'll let your dad take care of this when he gets home and I was yeah. like, Fuck No, come on, Ma, like grounding, whatever, let's just handle this. Yeah, you got to so when dad gets here, we can just let him know and I can just be solemn and just <laughs> stay out of his <laughs> You know, but the last thing he wanted to deal with after working all day, and he's tired, he just had to get through traffic, you know, he just wants to come in, sit down at the dinner table, and there's some fucking drama, you know? Yeah, me with a cut across my face like that, you know, and my broken glasses. Broken glasses. <laughs> Got a little point God damn it. You know. How many, how many bites did you get? About a minute or about a, about a, about a minute? So if you get one, two, three, four, five, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, I'm going till I, till I, till I No, I think it was like you you get three, some shit Art? like that. Three. Uh, oh, I mean, I'm sorry. I should I should say paddle. He would use the paddle yeah. when we got punished. So yeah, we'd get three good ones. You know, we got and sting. And I remember he uh, made us watch him make it in the garage one time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, we got hit with huh. everything. And my sister did. I, I mean, I got I get pushed from behind, so I'd like boom <laughs> into a wall or something, you know, <laughs> shit like that, or like trying to get away, just like boop, just let me burn <laughs> just crash, you know, eat shit, and oh, they just be like, oh man, you. I'm not I'm not a spiker of my kids too. Yeah, yeah. I put. I, I think it was my hard boys a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I, I think spanking eventually is gonna fade out. I don't deal with that. I mean, yeah, at a certain point, they gotta get get straight. I yeah, remember definitely getting that, like, <laughs> yank in a, in a, like, a department store or something. Yeah. I'd be, like, talking shit. I think my mother has a story where the first time I saw a black lady in a department store, I said, chocolate, chocolate lady, chocolate. You That's know? beautiful. And my mother had to be like, oh, come here, you know, oh. apologize. Like, 
this is a black lady. I'm really sorry, lady. And she was thought it was really funny. You know, just a little white kid. What the fuck? I have no idea if that's real or if that's some. Man, I've seen little kids. I think I think it's happened. I think my mom's told me that story. I see those kids in the airport, and uh, you can tell which little kids' parents don't have black friends or not. Sure. Because they look at you like, oh shit, and then they'll yeah. tuck in on their parent. Yeah, exactly. And that's when I use Exactly. The tuck I, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I you usually walk up close. to the parent and be like, hey, I'll be like, hey, I'm shaking your hand because your kid's scared of me. Yeah. And I don't want to be scared of black people, so just smile and we do it. That's nice. I've had met some great people that That's a hell of a public service. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I'm just saying, I don't need no more scared white people, Mike. No. Scared white people have been known to fuck shit up. So, so I, I figure if we could catch them at one, two, three years old, yeah. they can see mom or dad in her hat. No. We were off to a good start, you know I what I mean? You, I met Chocolate Man. I feel you. you know, and then and then Dad becomes a powerful superhero that protects yeah. The world yeah. is good, you know. Damn, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> um, oh man, I'm trying to think of what it's, else we could shoot. Not, we all we could just not talk and smoke. Like, yeah, I should light up another one. Yeah, I'm gonna light this one up. I'm gonna try it. Yeah, you like that fish? I rolled up these what I call sluggers. What's up with this t-shirt I got on, dude? That's the fucking one. <laughs> like, I saw this when I was in Texas, and it was like, what the fuck? They endorsed this? Yes, we did. We, that was... So it's a, that's, it's a dragon in battle a with a unicorn. This is me and LP. Oh, that's unicorn. I was wondering so, what the metaphor was. L is the unicorn. L, why dragon. is L the unicorn? Because that's what he chose. That's what he wants and to be. And you wanted to be the dragon? Absolutely. And did you hire somebody to draw this? Or did you... Well, well we had the company. Yeah, yeah. We gave them the idea. And they yeah. sent it back to us as this, and we, because we said we knew we wanted it to look trucker, oh, trucker, fucking, trucker stoppish. I wonder if there's a signature. And it's, it's amazing. Oh, I wish there was. I wish we could. Oh yeah, here we go. Yeah. What's that say, da- David? Pen. Ooh, is, is it? Pen, pen, pen. No. <laughs> I wish I could read it. That sucked. Yeah, I was definitely caught off guard by this thing. But I love it. But, this but is the, knowing you guys' sense of humor, stadiums, I got it. Like, you know. When we play stadiums, this is going to be, we're going we're gonna to do the production, the Dragon vs. Unicorn. Oh, shit. We got some real fire, real laser coming from the universe. All right, because that's what I miss about the shows from the 80s as a heavy metal fan. It's like full fucking wild. Like, I remember seeing Wasp, and they had cut the asses out of their leather pants. And they had these big saw blades behind them. There were like mirrors, so you saw their white asses bouncing around. Oh it was the gayest fucking thing I think I'd ever seen. <laughs> you know, as a kid, I was just like, "How is this? Yo, whoa! Let's... Why are all these like straight people like really into this? Like, his Bert. ass is out, man! Like, I just couldn't believe it that it was. Yeah, I was just like the power of rock and roll, man. Like, oh, man. just looking past that, like, how is that okay? Twisted Sister was on that same show. God damn. But those were good. Like Judas Priest, we put on a crazy show with like mechanical beasts and shit. And he came out on a Harley. That was gay as fuck. He was in all leather and he stood out his Harley and was like, fucking, what was he singing? Like Hellbent for Leather, dude. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I was like, wow, okay. Something's not like macho about this, uh, you know? I didn't even Some realize most macho what records. gay was, but I was like, this is just not right. Like, Some of the most macho records ever, gay man singing, Freddie Mercury, motherfucking queen. I love that. Like, that is, that, that is the beautiful poetry of that. irony. All these motherfuckers that are anti-this and homophobic, their ass is jamming to some of the wildest, dopest lyrics sang by gay men. I've always, 
I had two gay uncles growing up. My, I have a bio and non-bio dad, and both of mm-hmm. the younger brothers were gay. And they were both the coolest motherfuckers in the world when I was a kid. Well, like, I knew I didn't like boys, yeah. but I knew that my uncles that liked boys did some cool shit other than like boys. That was the shit to me. One of them was an ROTC. He dressed fresh as fuck. He was like Keith Sweat sweater and shit and <laughs> fucking loved him. Yeah. You know what I mean? He didn't yeah. pay. I was just like, damn, my uncle be fresh. And my yeah. other one was really smart. He was really into the arts, Alex. Hayden and Alvin, you know, all kind yeah. of shit. And he liked the curse, but so I never really was like, but I was like you, like there was some some dance, I'm just like, yo, bro, that's a little too wild for me. I can't yeah. Prince scared the shit out of me as a kid. When right. Prince did the butt cheeks, like before I learned to just get, I was like, oh, the shower? What's name? I was a little kid, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> because you're taught, you know. Prince was crazy. Prince, but, yeah. but he pushed the line. It's an artist shit, you know. But uh, me and L want to do that. And it seems be. like every girl I knew during that era wanted to fuck Prince. And I'd be yeah. like, he's like this tall. And they're like, I want to fuck him. And he fucked them. And their mothers and their aunts. Did he? Hell did yeah. He, did he slam? Think about it. He was coming through town. He was coming through in the middle of the 80s. They didn't even wear rubbers in the 80s. Prince was yeah, fucking yeah. everything moving twice. You, yeah, I know you're married, but I yeah, mean, no, I can't do that shit now. No, no, but I'm saying, like, do you think you could? I mean, because I know plenty of guys that go on tour and they got all kinds of pussy thrown at them, but like, they're just kind of like, dude, nah, I'd rather just fucking not. Dude. Yeah, because bro, you gotta stay like you can't. You know, you know, like, and other guys that went on like skateboard tours and were like looking forward to just fucking as much as they could. But the skateboarders want to party all night with them. Musicians want to go to bed. You gotta think about it. So you take girls in the room, y'all fuck, and it's like now for the next five hours, I gotta have sleep so this bitch don't steal my shit. I gotta, I gotta make sure she ain't gonna put me on the Instagram. If I try to put me and put her out, she gonna say I did some shit I didn't do. Like you gotta fuck that. I'm going to bed. Like Chris Rock said the best man. That's all. Peace is better than pussy, man. man. Just like I'm going to bed. If I'm not from here, man, fuck it. Nah, I'm good. Really, and I'm friends that travel, and they're just like. Like pounds, just out. Like low go to Vegas and you're just like, oh my, get some. Low jobs are different. Low jobs are different. Low jobs are different because if oh you get, no, I'm not, I'm not saying I get low jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying I'm wrong. It's not the mission of guilt. Okay. But low jobs on the road or low jobs in the real world are are a slight inconvenience. They're just not, not a full take call off. Yeah. You can do them in the cars or oh, yeah. off. So blowjobs kind of get the job done. Yeah. So if you could get the blowjob, like blowjobs, if mm-hmm. I were not married, that could be you know on a regular basis as a musician, I would advise for the blowjob. I think that's the thing that women need to know too. We're pretty satisfied with just that. Yeah, Unfortunately, you can shut they... your guy up with a hand job. Like a lot of chicks are like, like a lot of chicks are like, oh my God, let me fuck me. Just give him a blowjob. And like just blowjob right in the morning, he'll wake up, chop on that thing, ride it, and be out. You had your thing. And hand jobs, hand jobs will shut him the fuck up. He's complaining. Get him out of there. A lot of ancient cultures in the world today still, if they're going on a like a walk across the jungle for three days, when they stop and they're tired and the men are getting grumpy and they fuck, you know, and one will get going and the sound will get the others going, and that's actually part of the reason, you know. If women, you know, back then were say allowed to sleep with whoever they wanted to, you know, it was kind of a thing to advertise vocally. That's why, you know, they posited that women vocalize so, so much. I think that's why strip clubs are shocked. I think I see people talk about strip clubs, but strip clubs in a way, in a very real way, a woman worship. 
And I think that's why religion, a lot of that's times. That's how I've always seen it. Yeah, no, that's how I've always viewed it. And I, I mean, sometimes really, they're not really the chicks you want to worship. And, you you know, haven't been to Atlanta yet, Mike. When you come well, to Atlanta. Well, no, we've talked about that. Yeah, I don't go to strip clubs outside Atlanta. Why don't you play? Really? I'm, I'm talking about Atlanta. Like, yeah, I you did. still want to be disappointed? Yeah, I, mean, I know I'm going to be disappointed. Big difference. Like, I know I'm going to be disappointed. Huh. Because Atlanta's a social <laughs> environment. Like Atlanta well, is. Well, that's the thing. It's different. That's why I understand. Yeah, like, you're, it's not just pure. So you go to the strip club, right? And the off days of Sunday, you come to this gallery amongst all the hipsters, blisters, hip hoppers, beboppers, sure. and four of the strippers that are in the strip club in here, fully clothed. But they're really on the shit, so you're, you know this is a human being. And when she's dancing for you, and your homies are you and the wife, you know, you, you, you know you're participating in warm worship. You know? And so it's a much cooler. No, I've had, I've had friends that I've ran into at clubs. And but Atlanta is, that is the culture. It's not like, oh, it's that one person. Like, no, you know her. Like, these the homies almost, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's that's how it was for me in Albuquerque, for yeah. sure. They were people, and they're people, fucking people that I knew, and I was just rock. like, whoa, you're all of a sudden nude. Um, hey, how's it been since high school? Fuck. Um, wow, you're pretty now. Shit. <laughs> Hi, what's going on? And then sometimes I would hang out with them. And my sister does hair. And she knew all kinds of girls that I would run into. You know? Doesn't my sister do her hair? I, I've, I've always, I've like the, the blue flame is one that's new in my neighborhood, the back of the neighborhood I grew up here. I've been fighting it in there since I was 15. But yeah. culturally, man, it's a spot. It's like cheers off. Yeah. So everybody knows everybody. I feel I, like I saw a documentary that was about just kind of that culture and yeah. just spending a lot of money and coming as a crew and supporting and like the girls that you were That's how music supporting happens. were like the girls that were yeah. your friends. And, they, and you kind of wanted to get them in on the fact that you were successful, you know? Yeah, it's a, it's a, weird, it's a weird world, for sure. I had a friend that DJed at a, a strip club in San Francisco for a while. Which one? Go get it. Uh, uh, I think it was was it a crazy horse? I think it was yeah, crazy it's always horse. A crazy horse they had one. It was kind of sketchy. It was right on yeah. Market Street where all the, the crackheads and shit are. You know. It's always a crazy. Oh, was, yeah. But I remember he would have all these like, all right, guys, let's give up some greenery for the scenery. He had all yeah. these like little <laughs> things, you know. Oh, no man, they were so funny because he was a graffiti homie. He was like this crazy raver kid that I used to bomb with, you know. And uh, he was never talked that way. That was the last thing you'd expect. Club but talk. yeah, I remember going in there and I heard him. And I was like, Is that fucking flame talking like that? Went <laughs> <laughs> up in the booth. He had a bong up there. That shit was fresh. They totally. They'll play gospel music on you if you're not tipping. Yo, at that place, I ran into a girl. A goth girl, and um, she came over and she was like, "I like your tattoos. You did them." And I was like, "Well, this guy Nala did a lot of my tattoos, and um, you know, you kind of kind of can't see them." And she was like, "Oh, I know Nala. Nala tattoos me." And I was like, "Oh, that's fresh. Where did you get tattooed?" And she was like, "Come back to my room. I'll show you." And I was like, "Oh, word!" And I went back, <coughs> and she showed me. She had some rad work, and she was super foxy. But that weird, like, sleepy talk kind of, you know, maybe, but that was kind of pre-Tilly, I guess. But anyway, she was like, yo, I want you to tell Nala that you saw my trick, okay? So I'm going to put three ping pong balls in my pussy. I pop them out. And, and, and there were different colors. And she was like, you tell me which one you want to come out first. So of course I'm thinking, well, one goes in first, I want to see that one come out. 
you know. And so, yeah, she popped them in there, and that's what I asked her to do. And sure enough, that's what she did. It was just, she had her legs out, and it just was like, boop! Yellow? And I was like, yeah. Fuck, oh, that's amazing. She was like, yeah, time out. Time out, you son. Like, yeah. You have a fire trick? The fire trick? Yeah, she can do that with the fire and the blood. That's the, uh, when it gets to that extreme, I just be like, I was at a, I was at a bar one night with my skater buddies for a punk rock show, and my sister showed up drunk, and she had paint all over her face, and I was like, "What the fuck happened to you, girl? Are you all right?" And she was like, "I was at the club, and there was a girl who had a paintbrush on her pussy, and she painted it all over my face." Your sister? Yeah. And I was like, "Fuck, kid." That's crazy. Well, you still got paint all over your face. She's like, I know, I know. <laughs> it just didn't give a fuck. It just was telling all these I would people. Never this girl, my sister's on the cheek again. No, no care. Yeah, she's down, dude. She's oh, that she's is down. wild as fuck. Yeah, Albuquerque shit. Straight up, dude. I feel like there's a story where she. Well, how do you guys live in Albuquerque? A car with a cowboy boot. <laughs> Yeah, some girl trying to get out of the putt putt or something she worked at. She had a beef over some boy. How'd y'all end up in Albuquerque? Well, my family wanted to escape the winters in upstate New York. Oh, you know, God, so they see. were thinking Phoenix. So we all hopped in the car and drove from upstate New York down to, to Phoenix. But we got to Albuquerque and they liked it. And we're like, we don't have to go any further. Like, I think we want to move here. So we went back to upstate New York. And then we, yeah, and then the next summer, like, my mom went out, and then I went out, and then my dad and sister came, you know. Yeah, so there was a time there where I was living alone with my mother, and that's when I was getting, like, attacked. Got my dad wasn't there, and my mom, I remember her on the phone, just like, I don't know what to do. He's nice, having trouble. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I was getting served. But yeah, that's how we ended up there, you know, and it was kind of because there was a lot of economic opportunity, and that's kind of why I was the target, because I was the son of the people who were taking all the jobs that were newly available because of telephone business and whatnot, and there's a big Air Force base there, so you had to be military or whatever to get onto the base. So a lot of the locals couldn't get those jobs, you know, so all these people are moving in and getting all these great jobs and getting out of the hood, and they're still there. You know, so I got served over so there. So y'all would be here too. Yeah, yeah, totally. But I get it. And my my folks did kind of, they did well because uh, my mom worked in human resources and worked at a place that was a call center for alumni directories, you know? And then she worked for a company that uh, does uh, predictions uh, for the, like the stock market, makes a shitload of money for the United Bank of Switzerland. Wow. She worked for them for years. Yeah, that's some crazy big money shit. So it's crazy though that you still through all of it developed empathy though. Like a lot of people just yeah. been like, yo, the people kick my ass, fuck them people for the rest of that my life. <clears throat> and yet you still I was raised Catholic. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got I got basic morality and stuff. And I also I saw a lot of senseless violence and was just like, that sucks. Yeah. You know, and I didn't ever want to perpetuate that. There were times when I was like a getaway driver or something. Respect. You know? Just because I kind of didn't know better and they were just like, yeah, go for it. You when know, people do it. There <laughs> was one, us out. There's one dude, I know we got rap soon, but there was one dude who was just an internet troll and asshole. When I put your name up, 
The New Mac trolls are assholes. It's, yeah. asshole. it's like yeah, the man. most asshole. Like, like, can we just be yo, clear about like that? They're like spit and beast. Like they're like spit and beast. They're like they, yeah. they, they just come. They're oh, always private. Yeah. They're always <laughs> private. And you're just like, really, dude? Hey, man. You're not even going to let me see your, your lame ass, like, real life here, bro? And I'm sharing you mine? Like, fuck you, man. Yeah, just to say, fuck oh, the trolls. He was That's trying, so lame. Fuck the trolls, that one. <laughs> he, was, he was trying to shit on you, man. And I, and I found myself, I was really for them. Sometimes I like to argue when I'm trying to do that. You get addicted to it. I, I just like I just exactly. But do you two do that too? Do you I, do, I, I'm getting good now. Yeah, do I think it. it's a good policy. I used to shame. I don't feel like my I'm a I'm a mindful person. And I don't want that kind of shit. I don't want my thing to be a forum for that. Yeah, yeah, I feel. Just it. so people know, like you leave some shady fucking shitty yeah. remark on my thing, I'm gonna block you. I'm gonna delete that shit. <laughs> you know, if you really got something to say, fucking DM me with your goddamn address and your phone number. But his shit was seriously. We used to handle that shit like that. We're old enough. You talk shit, man. He don't want to run the fight. I'm gonna find you, bro. I'm awake. You know, but it's just like ever since the internet, it's just like, oh, I gotta just tolerate this now. You don't. Fuck that. No. Yeah, I have run into people where they were like, yeah, it's really nice to meet you. And I'm like, what's your name? And they tell me like, oh, I'm da da da. I'm like, oh. Like, did you, did you, you know, I'll be like verbatim, be like, did you write out my comment thread, this, this, and this? You know, it was like some anti-gay kind of fashion police bullshit, you know? Some fucking immature little peckerwood. I keep using that word, I don't know why I never use that word. I was about to say why. I mean, I'm I've been called peckerwood. That sounds like I, what Mexican people say about white people. Black, black, white people, black people don't When say I would go out writing graffiti in Oakland in the middle of the night, the kids would always be like, what's up, peckerwood? Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know. And then I ran into like a Hell's Angel buddy, and I was like, these kids call me peckerwood. And they are like, oh, yeah, that's a gang. That's like a white boy gang. That's, that's some legit shit. They think you're a peckerwood, like you're one of those gang members. Whoa, no, dude, I'm just selling graffiti, bro. I'm not in a gang. Like, oh, shit, that's what they think? I was really surprised. I thought they were just like, it was just like calling me a honky. You're high as fuck. You know? <laughs> well, so, yeah. uh, the troll was essentially questioning your OG, but the more I talk to you, because we haven't talked about when you lived, we'll say that, uh, like, not in this country, but you have lived a full life. You lived a vast life. You've I'm made money. advantage of opportunities. Yeah, you've been a tradesman, an artist, craftsman, an artist. You have done well by doing what drove you, what you desire, what you love, what was passionate. You well, that was supported. Yeah. That's the thing, because I was doing it one way or the other. Give some advice. There were times when I had day jobs and I was still drawing at night and writing for video all night. You know, it's not like it's always been that way. And it's only because of the support that I've been able to pull it off and continue to. Yeah. So awesome. we should be supporting living artists. Local. Well, fuck yeah. Should be supporting local artists. Of course. Should be supporting Absolutely. artists. Absolutely. You know, and I think it's smart for artists to try to uh, hit some price points, to use uh, some business terminology. You know, it's like I make the most of my money through uh, print sales, not through the sale of originals. You know what I mean? And I think that that's a, a really good way to go. Even uh, Rembrandt, I learned when I lived in Amsterdam, that's what he did. He sold these little uh, etchings that were like this big on paper about that big. And he had a little press in his attic that I went. To, I saw. I used to go there all the time. It's a great place to get high. Just like walk around in a man's house. 
Um, but yeah, that was his bread and butter. I mean, we know him as a painter and, and all these things, you know, but barely anybody could afford those paintings and afford to pay him to work on something for that long. You know what I mean? You know? And he, he was just like, he was kind of like a rapper. Like, he, he, his lady stabbed him because he was like fucking a maid in the kitchen and shit. You know, like, he was a shady fool. He died broke in some dumb little apartment up the street from where his nice house was. Yeah, he lost all that shit. But I think that was a great thing for me to learn. That even back then, even back then, like, they were doing the same fucking bullshit. You know? Hustle. Hustle, hustle, hustle. If you're not gonna have a trade or something, you're gonna hustle. Oh yeah, don't get crazy. You wanna roll some? Mm. Okay, good. I'm high. We're out of here, so. We're good. Where, yeah, like can we? We're, we're, uh, where are we out of time? Did we go way past like, come to, uh, Just under two hours. Was, you're kidding, two? 517. Holy shit. Yeah, I just kept talking because I didn't know. 517 right now, we started. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I was hoping to get an hour. We got two? We started like Oh, that's yeah. plenty. Yeah. yeah, so all right. Well, is there anything, uh, you know, we should probably hit just to kind of wrap it up? Well, I, was say, I, was, I was trying to bring in with the, the troll comment was oh yeah trolls let's continue well he questioned your OG I was just like he really thinks an OG is this he's oh that's about he actually was crazy this guy actually was a peckerwood so he was, he was classic like white guy maybe I maybe I've been fighting all my life shit and I was just like I was like he doesn't understand the wealth of knowledge you paint. The stories you told well, me about we travel. Really, we, maybe we could define OG though, because really it is original gangster. I mean, we were talking Absolutely. about Ice-T, but listen, the other night, how much listen, listen, listen to your friend Michael, listen. You know. Mr. When, I, when I put up, yeah, when I put up, <laughs> Bernie Sanders, I always put him up as OG, as an old guy. Because that's a value that's, and that's yeah. a wisdom and experience. And, yeah. and everything in this country is corporatized, because you see, like the term OG is Fuck out of here. That's an OG beer or OG soda somewhere. You're yeah, nasty. You're right. you, are, you are truly a genius. And I always thought, because when I said play OG, I'm, I really look at you like this is an original genius. I, look, I, I thought that it was in the simplicity of your work. Yeah. I thought it was in the detail that you used. Like, I really studied what the fuck it takes to do this, you know, on a large and small scale. And what I've learned more and more about you. The same way I'm pulled in by your paintings, by the smaller details, mm -hmm. by, the, by, the, by the things that become more finite as I get closer to them. Mm -hmm. The stories and the riches in which you've lived your life mm -hmm. is, is amazing because the lessons you've taken away, I find them in the paintings, I yeah. find a deep empathy with you, I find a deep respect and reverence for humanity. Mm -hmm. And looking at your art, yeah. I think badassery, I think alpha male Americanism, you know what I'm saying? I think yeah. the things that are, that are traditionally stereotypically some street art shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. But man, you are, you have a depth and a morality and a humility and a humanity that, that, that rivaled any artist of any era that was looked at upon high. Mm -hmm. You are, you are culturally something I think should, we should celebrate because you moved amongst all these different <coughs> classes and all these places and you brought yeah. these things and you give them to us and your art. So for my part, I just want to say thank you for talking to me, period, not even on camera, yeah. just when you talk, I always uh, be in real. Well, you know, and I always, I, always, I feel the same. Yeah. That's straight up. That's you know, straight. I That's get so psyched to talk to you, man. <laughs> you know? Just because you're doing what you do and you've been successful at it. And I know plenty of friends that have come up through the same kind of ranks that you did and failed. Not failed, just kind of had to get redirected because it just wasn't working out for them or they just weren't talented enough. Yeah, so when I meet people that it works out, 
You know, it's 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 rad. You know, it's like my people. Cool. Just love, Thanks bro. so much, Thank bro. You. We're done. Love. All right, that's a wrap. All right, we're done. <clears throat>